This is Just Teggy, and today's topic is communicating social and emotional skills with parents. So I want to dive straight into it, and I'm talking from a teacher communicating social and emotional skills with parents. So, dear teachers, I kind of want you to listen and listen up really well. So before I go into it, let me give you a disclaimer, because I also have the defensive side, and I also have a solution. So let me just give you the side of me that was not yet understanding of the teacher's responsibility. So dear teachers, when you communicate social and emotional skills with parents, you have to be a little bit more compassionate in the sense of how you approach a parent. Now, I know that can be difficult because we all have different personalities, but when you come out and you have a question such as, what changed at home? Is something happening at home because this week he's different. This week he's not listening. And so from that defensive parent, the only thing we hear is something's happening at home. What are you doing? Who's doing what to him? And you're responsible for this behavior because obviously something's happening at home that's transpiring to his behavior at school. So that's that's one of the things I want teachers to be more aware of. Secondly, um, when a teacher asks, do you have these type of toys? You know, these toys will help soothe your kid. Maybe you can get this and that. You're insinuating that I don't have toys at home. And you're insinuating that I don't have the proper toys at home. Listen and listen clear. Defensive parent. You have to hear this. And so... Um, when you ask things about, did your kid eat today? Because I, I think, you know, he's probably hungry. Do he eat breakfast? Have, have you fed him? Because he seems as if he's a little groggy. I'm not sure if he's eating in the morning. So these are questions that teachers tend to throw out as if they're throwing a Frisbee. And I don't think they think twice about it. And you really have to understand that when you speak to a parent, All parents are defensive in the beginning of the school year, let alone super sensitive when you have a child with a disability. Because you have to understand that when you're communicating to us, we are already hard on ourselves and we are already pulling ourselves apart and trying to figure out if we're doing the best job for our kid. But when we hear these conversations of environmental and coping tools and what's happening at home socially and Those things are a bit of a trigger because what are you saying? What are you really saying to me? Right? So on the flip side, now that I'm more involved in school, I realize that the teachers are just asking questions because they're really concerned. However, there's no training on how to talk to a mother who's experienced a hard time, who's dealing with a child uh, with a disability, who's dealing with a child... Period, especially when some of the some of the teachers may not have children just yet, and some do, but you you really have to just put yourself in that parent's uh, mindset mindset because I think that if we just had a little more compassion and just kind of think about the things that we're saying and how we're saying it, we can have a better relationship with the teachers and the teachers with the parents. And so 
I just want teachers to understand that sometimes it's not anything happening at home. And sometimes the parents are really, really hard on themselves. Sometimes they're really exhausted. And sometimes they're really trying their hardest. And the kid is just not giving their A game. So, and when it happens constantly, the parent is feeling more and more embarrassed and thinking that you're judging them by assuming that me or we as a parent is not doing a great job at home. So, now that we got that out the way, I I have a solution. So, I'm really happy about my little solution. So, it's really, really tricky because I think anything dealing with social and emotional is going to be a little tricky. And although um, I have a couple of friends that are teachers and I've met some new teachers at my son's school, so I get it. And I know that your intentions are not to offend us, but you have to keep in mind our mindset and what we're going through on a daily basis can be very overwhelming. And when our kid is unruly, it can really put us in a dark place. So just... So let me rephrase the question. Dear mom, how are you today? You know, these last couple of days, your kid has been, he's been a little out of whack. Is every, are you okay? You know, like, are you okay? How, how's it going for you? The mom could say, oh, I'm fine or whatever. You say, okay. You say, well, mom, I know you are doing a fantastic job at home. I just wanted to let you know that I'm not sure if, you know, if something changed. But I feel like something changed just a little bit because now this week he's just he's not there. Maybe he's not sleeping enough. I'm not quite sure what it can be. Do you know what you know what it could be? The mom could say yes or no. You say, okay. well, let me know if you can figure out um, anything that's changed so we can try to address it together because I just want to make sure he gets back on board. I think that's an easier way to say what's happening at home. Right. If you want to bring out tools for the kid to play with, such as um, fidget toys and things like that. Well, before you have that conversation of do you have these sorts of toys at home? You can say something like, you know what? My kid at this age really was giving me a hard time. It's this brand called so and so and so. What you mind if I emailed you? See if that's something that you'd be interested in, because that toy saved my life. And you know what? Even I play with it. It's like a soothing type of thing. Um, You know what I will do? I can bring one in and send it home and you let me know how it works. And if you like it, I'll send you the link to where you can purchase it. I think that's a friendlier way to say, use this toy. Boom. Right? And I think that um, if you're concerned that a kid is not eating or something like that, you can say something like, Mom... I hope it's okay, but in the morning I bring, you know, extra this or that. Or um, in the cafeteria, I make sure that I bring this and that. And the mom would just say, oh, I feed my kid. Or no, he he eats every morning. And I'll say, well, you know, the, the teacher can say, oh, no problem. I just had extra just in case. Like, you have to find a way to finagle it without offending someone, right? And then my last suggestion would be, workshops, right? I think that in order for the parents to really, really understand what the teachers are going through, they have to invite the parent out to maybe some type of, you know, engagement so they can see what's happening. Because I know now that I participate more in school, I said, holy hell, like these teachers are not getting paid enough. 
But I think that it's a good eye opener. I think that I can receive it better. I think I have a better understanding of what teachers go through. Um, and also, I think that we connect more, you know, as a community with our teachers. We, we get that that type of community bond that I think is important for our children to grow and for us to grow. So I think that doing workshops, if you want to talk about um, toys and things like that, they have, what do you call it? It's like the, it's like a little, the looking globe, I think my son calls it. But basically, you get a um, a plastic bottle, you put some glitter in it, you glue the top on, and they just shake it back and forth, right? And so I think that if we can do workshops like that with parents and things like that, they would be more inclined to utilize the toys and the coping tools that you give them to their children because they're participating in it. So, you know, we just have to find that common ground to have that conversations because I think that although teachers are the professionals, you have to understand that your tone sometimes can really, really trigger something in the parent to assume that you're not understanding what's happening. And, or you can trigger the fact that you don't trust me as a parent and that I'm not doing the right thing, you know? So I think that um, social and emotional skills is a very tricky topic and we have to be very, very sensitive. And I think for the teachers, just you have to rephrase the way you speak to parents. And again, all parents are not going to be receptive, but you have to find a way to try to not offend a parent because I've been offended on many occasions. And although I've got to know my teachers, every last one of the teachers my kids have had, my kid, not kids, my kid has had, we have formed a really great relationship. But I will tell you at the beginning of the school year, you know, sometimes I'm a little like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, what are you, you know, what's happening? Why are you thinking these things about me? And why are you asking me these questions? And I think later on, as we get to know each other, I realized that they are just they don't mean it. They're just asking questions and not realizing the tone and the way they're coming across. So moms out there, I know it's hard. Just know that I hear you and I understand your concerns, but also know that the teachers are with our kids 24-7. Well, not 24-7, but you know what I mean. And so we have to try to communicate with the teachers as well and and let them know that, you know, if they're offending you, say, you know, I feel offended. Like, tell them so that they can explain what they truly mean. Because I think it's hard on both sides. And to be honest with you, I don't want to be a teacher. It's very difficult. So I see you guys next Monday.